2: Thanks for dropping into the cast party. Join the cast and crew as they are airlifted from their Hollywood film set into the crazy world of Dungeons and Dragons. And action!
4: Alright, bro, we heading this way.
2: Xander, that's just a cliff. Why not go down this path? It's right next to it.
4: Ah, shit, you're right, boss. My bad. Uh, Let's head down, but like here, though. Yeah, 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 we definitely take it this way. Uh,
2: Xander, that's a field of spikes! There's a staircase just right next to it. Let's go down there.
4: Sebastian, you know I don't like stairs. We're taking the stairs, Xander. Fine, 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 fine. But this way for sure.
2: Xander, there's literally beware signs, like, all over that. And a path right next to it that says "Burndarium" with an arrow that points this way.
4: Damn it, Sebastian, haven't you heard about the, the road less traveled like Walt Whitman and shit? Like, come on, Sebastian. This is the right way. I... Pr- pr- fuck! Ah, uh, shit! Oh! Oh! Ah!
2: Uh. Xander, can someone else please lead the way?
1: Hi, casting crew. We've got a very exciting announcement, but first, some background info. So, if this were an ad, I'd probably say something like, Do you like D&D? Or, do you like podcasts? Or, do you like Doing things with your friends, but this isn't an ad, it's an invitation. And we already know you like those things. Everyone loves being invited to stuff, which is why we're inviting you to the very first GooseCon 2022. GooseCon is a brand new tabletop gaming convention coming to Ohio this September. Held at the Duke Energy Convention Center in Cincinnati, Ohio, you can visit the con from September 30th to October 2nd. Majestic Goose Network, the host of this awesome convention, is a tabletop podcast network with over a dozen shows under their belt. There's going to be live shows, panels, a massive open game library, vendor alleys, and way more. As in... We're gonna be there. That's the way more part. Except except when I say we, I mean everyone on this cast except for me. So how, how do you say we without including yourself? I don't know. It's too far away from me. Me, Anna is not gonna be there, but the rest of Cast Party shall be there. Cast Party is planning on making their first ever convention appearance and we would love for you to come and hang out. We've got something fun planned out for the con, so be sure to come attend, meet us in person, and hang out with the casting crew. Minus me. Check out GooseCon's Kickstarter at bit.ly slash capital G Goose, capital C Con. Pledges start at just a dollar, and they're already halfway to their funding goal to make this brand new, incredible TTRPG convention happen. That's bit.ly slash GooseCon, or GooseCon2022.com. Cast Party can't wait to see you there. Goodbye!
3: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Cast Party. My name is Colin McManus, and I will be your director for today. I am joined by my peeping cast and crew. I hate that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Hi, Sebastian Vivaldi Greensleeves, an emo and heart musician who didn't go on his first date until he was about 16 years old. Same. Being super shy when he was younger, he didn't really chat with too many people. He took his date to the mall, as all young emo kids do. They got pretzels and bought band merch together. The date was going great. That is until he caught her texting RAR to Trevor <laughs> with a winking Nico smile. Not Roar. He was heartbroken. He put his headphones in and texted his mom to come pick him up. He never XD'd with another girl again.
1: Oh my wait, how old oh, no. is Sebastian right now? In 2019
2: I think early
4: 20s
1: So he was saying RAR like way after Oh yeah <laughs> <trying to laughs> R-
4: See it was it was a It was a zoomer that was using it I Ironically it. to try and like Bring back the emo face you know
3: And a Brisbane
1: Blueberry Sky, Elven Druid, and the absolute worst thing that Blueberry does against the environment is that she's absolutely in denial that uh, flying private jets and helicopters, whenever it's more convenient to do so, is really, really bad. She flew commercial once as a teenager on a trip to the Bahamas with her friends. And even though it was first class, she had such a terrible time around all those people and the flight lost her luggage and she couldn't wear her designer swimsuits or her fancy makeup or her hair products. And she had to buy some awful cheesy touristy swimsuits. She just couldn't like post a single photo of herself on Instagram from the whole trip. So <laughs> she refused to fly commercial ever since. And whenever the subject of flying private being bad for the environment comes up, she very quickly tries to change the subject or deflect.
3: Oh
4: my god. Wow. Okay. (laughs) We have Nigel Deacon. What's crackalackin'? Xander Gucci Supreme, who is secretly terrified of tattoos. Or maybe not so secretly. I think it's come out in a little bit before. But um, honestly, the whole process just freaks him out. And he's got some suspicions about what happens spiritually when you get a tattoo. Like, he knows he doesn't have a powerful enough spiritual connection to anything out there to justify getting a tattoo of it, and being linked to something eternally without that sort of connection will undoubtedly lead to ruin, so he's just not gonna risk it. Plus, apparently tattoos make flesh taste weird to cannibals, and if he's ever gonna be properly eaten by something, he wants to make sure he at least tastes good. What? I never thought of that. It's why cannibals don't like people with tattoos. Nigel, you would taste horrible. I'm safe, baby. Taste bad, gang. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Finally, we have Vince Perrito. Jet the Boulder Chambers, big burly heartthrob who has not told the rest of the crew, but he secretly kind of believes like half the conspiracies that Xander has been spewing lately. It's not not like a hundred percent, but they're kind of getting to him, and he's slowly starting to pay more and more attention to him. Fuck yeah, he is. Goddamn right. So Jet knows he's a mole person. <laughs> Dude, oh, down. God. That, that hasn't come out yet. But That's the one that he's scared of coming out. But I'm sure that when that comes out, like when, when Xander starts to talk about that a little bit, Jet is going to notice, like, I am a little bit hairier than everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> Jet seems like a hairy boy. A, a little bit. Not, like, super thick. Just, like, just enough, you know, where it's like, huh. Oh.
2: He's got David Hasselhoff body hair. <laughs> oh.
0: god. last
3: time you boarded the airship sebastian and jet messed with the controls while xander and blueberry went down into the ship to find a moving tornado complete with arms and a face who introduced himself as cloud claude told you about their old owners as well as old masters who stole the ship and brought it to windermere they had been stuck here for the past 80 years waiting for the masters to return You all found some interesting things on the ship, including a ring of tracking, a ring of photosynthesis, some feet of fleeting, a flask of endless coffee, as well as an immovable rod. Holy shit, I didn't recognize how much I gave you last episode until (laughs) I just read that. (laughs) (laughs) You slept for the night. In the morning, Xander got another Bernie Mitten on his hand, as well as Jet was feeling quite stiff in his shoulder. Blueberry took the ring out to see the sun. Claude began starting the ship, filling the balloon with air by turning the two gears with his windy self. Xander turned into a giant donut again, but reverted right around the time of liftoff. The ship traveled for about two hours before Claude resorted to finding a spot himself to land, which was deep in the mountains around Burndarium. Xander had a few mishaps while leading you down these treacherous mountains, including a few slips as well as a few landslides. You were able to make it, scraped and bruised, to a hot spring that Blueberry found. You all jumped in the spring for a quick soak, where you all felt magically rejuvenated with a long rest. Blueberry buried her ring of tracking here before you set off to Burndarium. You snuck down into the mountain city and stumbled across three mechanical beings, a farmer of some kind that was tending to a patch of crystals growing out of the ground, as well as a ram and bull, both completely made of metal and stone, which were both eating these crystals. He decided to stay as hidden as possible and slip into the house attached to the garden. Blueberry went up to the window, and now... We're all standing in front of this window, peeking in while the munching of hard crystals occurs just 40 or so feet away from you. And so the scene is set. The question is... What'd you get for perception?
1: Damn, I feel like I rolled it at the end of last session, like waiting for you to ask me and it was good, but now it's bad. Fifteen.
3: Inside the house, this looks like an old gardener's place. It's small... There's a table here that has some tools set out on it, as well as some weird-looking brass pipes and blue gems and stuff. Things similar to the ones outside that are growing, it's kind of similar in color. Some of this stuff looks broken or shattered or messed with. There's another door here going into another room. And there are more of these gardener things, the humanoid gardeners, just like the one you saw outside, except all of these are sitting here completely motionless.
1: I'm going to knock on the window.
3: Nothing seems to move around on the inside. Look
1: at the others.
2: What is what is in there?
1: More gardening robots, but they seem inactive. Are they dead? I mean, they're robots that, you know, they could be, like, powered down or...
2: Oh. Or maybe it's just not time for their chore yet. Should we go in? What do you want to do?
1: I I... I don't know, is that wrong to just, like, go in
4: without permission? Not that I'm against breaking and entering, but, like, do we have a reason to go in there?
1: Just to look for information, right? That's why we're here.
4: Kind of looking
2: everywhere.
1: We've also been hoping that we, like, happen upon a bag that you can just carry, like, unlimited amount of things inside it. (laughs) I feel like we should just explore everywhere that we possibly can
4: Uh to find one. You know, I'm on board with that. You know what? That You've convinced me. Let's go. And I just <laughs> fucking shatter the window.
3: <gasps> oh, oh, no. There's a
4: door. No, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, <my> God. <laughs> okay. damn. Jesus. Well, I'm not doing anything because my stealth was shit. So, you know, someone else, like, bust on in.
1: I mean, I'll try the front doorknob.
3: Walk over. Opens right up.
1: This is why we don't break windows. I go in.
3: It was that easy? This room is very small. It looks like this side room is just a small bedroom that used to be used, but hasn't been in a long time. There's an old fireplace here, and there's just a line of these gardener robot type things. Nothing moves or anything when you get in there. They don't move. They don't look at you. They're like statues.
4: I'll come in behind her. And then me... And I'll leave Nomura outside to just kind of keep watch sitting on top of the house.
3: And Nomura perches like a gargoyle on the roof. Hell
0: yeah. <laughs> Can I take a closer look of, of one of the robots? The closest one to the door? Give me an investigation check. Oh, uh, A two?
4: Nice. It looks a lot like the one outside. Can I take a look in this table that's down here? So there's a toolbox.
3: There's a bunch of cogs and gears and stuff. You do see this brass rod that looks broken and looks like it had blue crystals from outside. Near the toolbox, you see in instruction manual. It is titled Mushroom Gardeners. And there is a drawing of one of these gardeners on the front of the manual, and it looks like it was written by behavioral coordinator Potix P. Cogwar. Oh, it's French.
4: Potix
0: P. Cogwar.
4: I would like to read the book. I'm very interested in the botanicals. Oh, it's not botanicals because mushrooms are not plants. Fungi.
1: Funganicals.
4: Funganicals.
3: (laughs) (laughs) The manual explains simple stuff like how to change a battery if it is ever damaged, how to recharge a battery if it is functional but has run out of arcane energy, basic repair stuff to these gardeners, There is even a portion in the back that is how to use. And it simply states that the gardener is already given its programming before being deployed. As long as it can find the crops and the equipment, it will continue to work whenever it needs to, to ensure bountiful mushroom harvests. Sebastian, you are. It is not on the map, but there is a window there. So you can indeed see out towards the gardener, as well as if you look the right way, you can see the ram and the bull.
2: And they can see in. Yeah, I want to just kind of peek and just keep watch and see what they do as they're scoping out the rest of the house. Give me perception
3: while you're over there looking. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, ten.
3: I will let you know if things change. You got
4: it. In the manual, did it say anything about, like, being able to communicate at all, or is it just all, like, repair manual stuff?
3: It looks like it is all repair.
1: Can I just search if there's like any like drawers, anything with drawers sort
3: of thing around? Cabinets. Give me Actually, Blueberry, give me another perception check. Natural 20!
1: 27! Good lord! Tell me all your
2: secrets! <laughs>
3: <laughs> so you're walking around the whole building. You take a look at these robot things. And you go into that room, and you can see Sebastian is looking outside, squinting. And Blueberry, you look out, and there's something different about the gardener outside. Not just that it is active, there also seems to be a brass rod affixed to inside its torso. And you can see it's got a bluish-green set of crystals inside of it.
1: The one outside has a battery, maybe. It's got something plugged into it.
3: Xander, did you tell blueberry about the manual you found?
4: I mean I, I wanted to, but people started doing things.
1: yeah, I figure you had to take time to read that. so this is what I'm doing while you're yeah. reading.
3: So Xander brings that over to you. You can see just leafing through this the drawings and diagrams in here that does not look like a battery that they have been recharging.
1: Oh oh, this is different. Okay.
3: And nothing in the user manual says anything about crystals. He's trapping souls.
4: That's the souls of all the dead miners.
1: But they're crystals. How can those be souls?
4: You can trap souls in crystals, Blueberry. I feel like of all of us, you'd be the one to know that.
1: I mean, I know crystals, but I've never heard of a crystal trapping a soul.
4: Then apparently you don't know crystals.
1: I've heard of souls carrying different kinds of energy.
4: Y'all ever seen Harry Potter? The fucking, the horcruxes? That's like real life. Like people can trap a soul in there.
1: I don't think I got that far.
4: Oh, that must have pained you to say, Anna. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Blueberry, finally, you
3: see outside, ever so often you see a very, very tiny mechanical bug moving around that has a light blue glow to it. They are like the size of really tiny spiders.
1: Does it seem to be doing anything in particular, looking at anything? Just kind of walking
3: around like normal insect spidery thingies. How many? You see a few as you're kind of walking about.
1: (sighs) I point them out to at least Jet.
3: They do look like they are more commonly around the gardener.
1: These things are like crawling around near the robots.
4: I mean, it's a farm. They got bugs.
1: But they're robot bugs.
4: It's a robot farm. Good point.
1: (laughs) Who's making these? What are they for?
4: To catch the robot flies?
1: You can't find anything in that book about robot bugs?
4: Is there anything in the book about robot bugs? Absolutely nothing.
1: Well, the book's about mushrooms, right? Not crystals?
4: It's about the the mushroom gardeners. Are there any of those
0: rocks in the the room that we're in? Blueberry has
3: seen one. And it is... On the table next to what looks like a broken brass
0: pipe. It looks like remnants, though. This thing was broken somehow. Do I know where that would go in the robot?
1: I mean, I could show you out the window
3: on the other one. Give me Arcana. Blueberry is helping you, so you can do advantage. (gasps) Ooh! Nine. It looks like because this thing is broken, it would be not possible to add it to the robot. But even as you're kind of looking at it, it doesn't look like you'd be even able to do it if it wasn't broken. This thing doesn't look like it can be affixed to the robot properly. Okay. But it's
1: sa- is it not the same type of thing?
3: It looks almost identical.
1: So how is the other one affixed?
3: Blueberry, you've had a great perception check. <laughs> it looks like there's other things that have been added to that robot to the one outside to allow it to connect.
1: Okay. So my best guess is that they added these things to, like, reprogram them to farm crystals instead of mushrooms. You know, like, there was a sample of it in the tube. And then they did their own little homebrew of the robot to be like, no, instead of mushrooms, you do the crystals.
4: Hmm. So my theory is that that robot out there, he gained sentience because there's nothing about that, that thing around his neck that's not on these ones so like it's making like brain power in that tube and that is what's guiding him like he that that's his brain and the reason he got all these other exoskeletons here is if those ones out there break he can just move his brain to another one you know what i'm saying
2: as i'm peeking through the window and listening to xander say that i want to cast detect thoughts and focus on the tube (laughs) Yo
4: Alright
0: This is not a bad idea dude (laughs) You
3: feel There is some sort of presence In The tube A lot of them But there are no thoughts I was right You cannot gather the thoughts of the bull or the ram either
2: Wait wait Xander You're on to something Are they stealing souls if, if it's souls, there's a lot of them. You know how I can kind of read people's minds sometimes? Yeah. Well, I tried it on the robot. Try these bugs. Try these bugs. You're still going, right? Yeah, yeah.
3: While you're looking at the bugs, give me an arcana roll. Okay. Fourteen. It feels like the same kind of presence you felt in that tube when you look at those bugs. Blueberry, Blueberry it's the same thing. There's one in each bug. It's a hive mind.
2: Okay, Blueberry, yeah, yeah, there was something from the bug, but only, but only one. But when I look at the robot, I feel a lot.
1: What about the crystals on the ground?
2: I'll peer over to the crystals and just kind of, like, focus as I kind of go down the line of the crystal row. Nothing from the crystals. Okay. Okay. The 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 ram and the bowl also have those weird tubes, which I'm I'm getting the same thing from the gardeners, but like nothing from the, the ram itself. But when I when I look at his tube, I can feel a lot of things. I don't know what those things are. Xander might be right on souls. I don't know. I I, I wish I had more specific answers, but I'm just I'm feeling a large quantity of energy. From all of the tubes, but nothing from the crystals.
4: So, so, okay, all right, so they're putting off, like, major vibes, right, Sebastian?
2: Yeah, lots of vibes. Almost like rave-like vibes, where it's just mad people packed into one small spot.
4: Oh. Okay, okay, I can get behind that. They're going hard. So that, that makes me think this might be, like, a hive mind situation. I don't know if, I don't know if the crystals are involved with it, or if it's just those little bugs, but... Like, I am I feel like they're, they're probably, like, if you're feeling many, but all is one. Yeah. That sounds like a hive mind. So, they, if they see us, everybody's going to know we're here.
2: So, like, the gardener has, like, the same thoughts as the bull, which has the same thoughts as the bug.
4: Yeah, and if the bugs can see us, they they know we're here already.
0: Let's put that to a test. Why don't we try to distract one of them and see if they all can sense it at the same time. That's a lot of risk, though. Let's throw a rock outside real quick. We can all hide in here and just throw a rock somewhere and see if they even react to it.
2: Here, I'll, I'll, I'm gonna, like, really, really quietly creak open the window. Jack, just find something to toss out the window real quick and I'll, I'll shut it after.
0: Yeah, 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 let me Let me check this table real quick. I'm gonna grab, like, a handful of nails and I'll, I'll run over to the window and just chuck them against this group of of rocks outside. And then I shut the window.
3: You can see that the bull pops its head up and starts walking over. This bull has those two horns that kind of go forward. You can see that as you do that, the tips of them light up like flashlights. Oh. And you can see two beams ahead of it as it is scanning around. Oh, get down. The ram does not stop eating.
4: What about the gardener? Still gardening away. That's the thing about hive minds, bro. Like, they they might all share thoughts, but they don't all share actions.
3: The bull walks over, and it does not look like it has looked towards the window or
0: seen you at all. Did you sense anything weird with that, Sebastian?
2: No, just normal. I, I felt it get a little closer as it came up to look,
0: but that's about it. What do you guys think we should do from here? Do we just leave?
1: I mean, we could try to interview it, but if it doesn't have thoughts, I don't know if we're going to get much.
4: Yeah, no no words, no nothing, just vibes. I, I'm i kind of in the boat that we just leave this homie alone because like... Just move
1: to another area?
4: He's not hurting anyone, right? He's not doing nothing. Okay. And like, we got this book. He's just trying to stay alive. That's my That's my prediction here.
1: We can come back but it'd be less risky to leave without interacting and see what else we can find somewhere else.
2: I'll be right back. I'm casting invisibility on myself.
1: Uh, <sighs> I'll be right back. He vanishes.
4: <laughs>
2: <Let> <laughs> I want a crystal.
1: Oh my God, you're still here. Okay. Sorry. There's a crystal on the table. You Okay.
4: No, that one's broken. That, no, those,
1: that's broken. I want a big one. All right.
3: Okay, Sebastian, give me stealth with advantage. Yeah.
1: I'm staying away from the window. I'm going to kind of stand near the door and just listen.
3: Sebastian, you do still have Pass Without Trace. Oh, heck yeah. 27. First one was a nat one. Sebastian, you're able to make it outside. You can see that this bull, it like scans the window for a moment, but you guys are all hidden enough. And you go over and you, you're just trying to
2: grab one of these crystals. Yeah, I want to pluck one of the smaller ones from the ground. Maybe that's, like, at the end of a row or something. One that I feel like hasn't, like, grown as much if these guys are growing crystals. You can actually see there's a bunch of shards
3: all over the ground. But you can, like, find one of the smaller ones that hasn't been touched yet. It takes you a second. These things are, like, embedded in the ground. And while you're doing so, Sebastian, you start to hear something. It almost sounds like a bee buzzing. But it's louder than that and you can hear it coming towards this area. I'm an army crawl. Coming at you is a large, flying, mechanical eyeball. Oh, oh, oh no. It doesn't have arms, it doesn't have legs, it's just a ball about the size of a basketball, maybe a little bit bigger, with wings on the top of it. It starts scanning. You can see it is watching the bowl. Give me
2: Perception while you're down there. 21 Perception.
3: You know how uh, at the end of last session I was saying how the gardener kind of moved a little more like janky and the bull and the ram were moving more natural? This is definitely more like that janky kind of sputtered movement. You don't see any brass cylinder. And you can see it instantly moves
2: towards the window and starts looking inside. My heart just drops as I'm on the floor and I see it go for the window.
3: (laughs) Where is Jet?
2: I was right in front of that window.
3: Oh, no. Would you have been hiding after Sebastian disappeared or do you think you would have just been still there? I
0: would have still been there just trying to look out the window.
3: You can see this thing turns on a flashlight. Jet, your face illuminates up and it turns it off. Looks back and forth. You can see that this thing is looking right at you, looking you up and down. And then it has like a laser pointer.
2: Oh, no. Oh, God. It
3: shoots a red laser. Oh, you can see from where it is. It points the beam at the front door to the building.
0: Are you directing me? I'm going to point at myself and to the door. It looks at you and then it points to the door with the laser beam. Guys, I do. I open the door. Look at this thing. It's t- it's pointing at the door for me.
1: What are you talking about?
0: i have going to go open the door.
1: Why were you looking at the...
0: Jet,
3: you go open the door, and this thing comes and flies, meets you right face to face, looks at you, and then it points to the west, down the street, and turns on its laser pointer again.
4: Is that the restroom we came from, or
0: east, right? Yeah.
3: It's basically putting you deeper into the city.
4: Oh.
0: Sebastian, you out there? <laughs>
2: you have the crystal in your hand now, but you see this thing's blocking the door. I'm not saying anything, and you just see a crystal kind of just bopping up
0: and down. <laughs> <laughs> hey Sebastian, I I have a feeling you're you're right outside. I think I'm gonna follow this for a little bit.
4: Are you guys feeling it? or what? No more is gonna land on top of the uh, flying eyeball
3: lands right between the two wings, and you can see it doesn't stop fluttering. It feels like it does know that there's something on top of it.
4: Nomura will look down at it with its third eye, but then not do anything and just, like, flap off. All right, I trust it. I'm going out. If Xander's in,
0: Blueberry?
1: Yeah, we're here for information. We'll learn something.
0: So as we go to the west, we have to walk by the animals, correct?
3: You can actually see that as this thing comes out, it seems to be like pointing you with the laser pointer around wreckages of buildings across the street and then through this building or around this alley to kind of try to hide you more from these
0: robots. Really? But the the animals did see the flying eye, correct? Yes. So they're friendly to that, but shit, okay.
2: I'm going to pop out of invisibility... And hand the crystal to Blueberry. You know crystals. Here, I don't know if you know what this
0: might do. Okay. Here you go.
1: Did I put it away.
0: Jet, what are we doing? This thing's taking care of us. I feel like. Look, it's 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 pointing in in spots that we can't be seen by any of the robots. It's been friendly to us so far. Maybe maybe we give it a chance. I'll just start following it. Yep. Same.
3: So everyone give me new stealth checks. Pass without traces still active. Twenty-four.
2: 3020. 16.
3: 21. You guys are able to follow this eyeball's direction. It flies high and shows you with a laser where it wants
4: you to go.
1: Hey, you mentioned Harry Potter. This thing reminds me of that ball he ate in the 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 flying game.
4: Ah, uh, yeah. Squiditch?
1: Yeah, I think so.
4: Yeah, it was called, like, the Golden Bitch or something.
3: You guys are able to get away from the garden. You can see a set of signs. The sign pointing different directions. It's almost like a street post sign to kind of tell you where different points of the city are. And you see Forged Row, the Lower Market, Commerce Crossway, and the Steel Reserve. The eyeball points its laser pointer to the steel reserve
0: let's do it okay
3: every time you come across another set of signs it keeps pointing out steel reserve and again you have to walk through the desolate city as you go further into the city it is darker because you don't get that ambient light coming in from that massive opening every once in a while you hear weird mechanical noises animalistic in some cases but other times metal scratching against stone and you're staying hidden as best as you can you're able to walk through the shadows where you need to ducking behind buildings where it makes sense the roads are still made of stone ahead of you you can see what you are about to reach it looks like the ending portion of this area of the city the cavern wall comes down in this area and as you get closer the eyeball turns a corner And you can see another sign saying Steel Reserve and pointing to the right, where this eyeball has turned. All right. Around this corner, you can see a large wall of steel and brass built into the mountain here. Only a single wall is visible. The wall has a large metal door. It looks reinforced and very heavy. In front of this building is a large fountain in a courtyard. Six statues around it looking at the fountain. But before you can get a really good look at this courtyard, you can see that the eyeball is coming back at you quickly with jarring movements. It sees you, and instead of the flashlight, it starts flashing a red.
1: I hide. What the hell?
3: Hide. Hide. Run. You hide. You can see the eyeball shooting its laser back around the corner you came across.
1: I'll run that way
2: and hide.
3: Yeah. And it ducks behind this building as well.
2: Oh my god. Oh, 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 god, I thought it turned on us for a second. Okay. It's a warning, hide! Okay, so I'm ducking down!
4: Can I see anything with the night vision? I can see so far.
3: There's a small mechanical rabbit eating a small crystal that was in the fountain.
4: Oh, no, I've seen this movie before. We can't fuck with that thing. Yeah, no. That thing's dangerous, Yo.
3: On either side of this courtyard, it looks like there are two large castle-like walls. They look almost barrack size. 20 foot up, and they almost look like they look down upon this courtyard. Xander, especially with you looking at this, this is a bank called the Steel Reserve. It's got a big sign on it, a big metal door. It's built into this this mountain. It doesn't look that scary. There's just a rabbit. But out of nowhere, you can see the small mechanical rabbit is picked up and thrown into the air. As that throw happens, you see a very long mechanical cat comes out of invisibility. The cat is the size of a panther. It is long. It has a tail that's equal in its body length in size. It flicks back and forth. The panther holds the rabbit in its mouth as it grits its metallic teeth. It uses its tail like a monkey and grabs the crystal the rabbit was eating and puts it back into this fountain. It opens its eyes wide And a flashlight turns on as it looks back and forth. The flashlight turns off. You can see finally this panther moves over to the eastern barrack wall. And it jumps 20 foot onto this wall. Lays down, overlooking the courtyard, and goes invisible again.
4: Um... So... I mean, it's like a robot, so it doesn't need to, like, eat other robots for sustenance. So that was, like, that shit was, he was just protecting his horde. That thing's got, like, dragon syndrome. What thing? Oh, y'all didn't see it? It's like a giant mechanical panther with a monkey tail.
2: What the fuck did you just say?
4: A giant mechanical panther with a monkey tail.
2: Okay, I didn't hear it wrong. What was that crunch?
4: A rabbit. Well, like a, like a a robot rabbit. A rabbit. (laughs) (laughs) A robot. The (laughs) rabbite?
3: Xander, give me insight. 19. This eyeball must have been able to see the invisible panther. Or else why would it have warned you when it was still invisible?
4: Mm. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay, okay. All right, so y'all, the giant robot panther, it's invisible right now. It was invisible when we arrived, but the golden bitch, he, uh, he came flapping through and he knew, he saw it. So he knows how to see it. Hey, Mr. Golden Boy, can you, can you show the, show us, like, where it is or how to see it?
3: It's just looking back
4: and forth right now.
1: Can you understand us?
0: Looking. Looking.
1: I don't think he understands us.
0: Flash your light if you understand what we're saying. Looking.
2: Fuck how do we get past this?
3: You can see it flies really high up. It shoots a laser down so that you can see it on the ground. It looks like it's trying to get you to move closer. It looks like it is pointing it behind one of these statues.
4: Okay. Okay. I think I got the best stealth, right? With the last roll. Yeah. Why don't we just have Sebastian
0: go invisible again?
2: I I can't make all of us invisible, but I I do have an idea if we all want it to go. I don't know if it'll work. What is it? I'm gonna think real hard and go... "Mm, I am wearing like a 5XL trench coat. It is just draped behind me for miles. I'll go invisible and I'll get on your shoulders.
1: (laughs) Oh my god. I
2: can only do three of us.
4: (laughs) 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 <laughs> it's worth
1: a shot. There's no way. There's no way. It's,
4: it. It's gotta be. It's gotta be Sebastian, Jet, and and Blue with Jet on the bottom, then Sebastian, and then um, or sorry, and then Blueberry. And then- no,
2: no, no. See, because no, because I, I, I can, I can do three of us. I know I can do three of us, but I don't think I can do the fourth. So, but if I, if I'm invisible,
1: I could, I could summon a spirit to create a distraction. That might be better.
4: I could also just, like, sneak over there with Namora on watch.
1: Or Namora could make a distraction. But then Nomura might die.
4: Yeah, so... That's okay. He, how dare you, Jet? Why don't we just use pebbles as a distraction? <laughs> oh, whoa.
0: Whoa. <laughs> whoa. I, I'm saying it out loud. That was a low blow, dude. Oh, my God.
4: I'm, I'm going to run. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, shit. I'm going to run to that spot.
0: Give me a new stealth check if you're running like that. I'm chasing after him. <laughs> you're chasing after him. Are you You're rolling stealth? I mean, I'm chasing after him, I, I, I guess. I'll, I'll try to be stealthy, but. I got a 28. 17.
3: So you were able to get behind that first of these six statues that
0: surround this fountain. Jet, you follow behind. You're able to get behind it as well. And I want to get behind him and put him in a headlock. Just start giving him a noogie. Say you're sorry. I'm going to resist that. Or like try and flip him.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I guess it's a grapple. So Jet would roll athletics and then Xander, you can roll athletics or acrobatics.
4: I'm going to do acrobatics. What'd you get? I don't know. What did you get? (laughs) Well, I know what I got, but what did you get? 13. Fifteen, bitch! No,
3: get flipped. <laughs> so Xander, Jet comes up and grabs you, and you're just able to weasel your way under his arms, and you grab him. Both give me dexterity saving throws. Oh, oh, no. god, Blueberry! You can see from invisibility.
1: Do I? Ha- I have I had time to cast a thing by the time like when they left.
0: Oh. Yeah. Okay. I'll let you guys do a thing. Oh no! Please let it be something good.
1: I was already planning on casting summon beast.
0: Okay. Before
3: we do that, then don't roll your deck saves. Oh, okay. Where are you summoning the beast? Let's
1: see, range 90 feet. It manifests as an unoccupied space that you can see. I would pick 30 feet above me and like a few feet to the east. I want to basically summon a, a little flying rabbit. <laughs> okay the spirit of a little flying rabbit and it's just gonna kind of be up there on the wall and kind of fly in the direction uh, across the wall I just make sure it knows to like run away from anything that comes after it don't die just a little fluttery rabbit in the sky
3: what's its armor class
1: well I would say it's dodging but also it's Armor class. 11 plus the sp- levels of the spell, so 14.
3: I got 27 and a 14. Oh, yep. The first attack does 12 piercing oh. damage as this thing chomps on it.
1: Okay, it's very hurt, yeah.
3: And the second attack does 17 piercing oh.
1: damage. Oh, oh. He eats it.
3: And you can see it jumps down.
1: At least now it's visible. Okay.
3: And does look like it is indeed running after Chet and Xander. And I need everyone to roll initiative. Oh no, yeah. oh, wow.
1: you idiots! It's
4: his fault. He got too sensitive.
1: Hey, oh my god!
4: You don't bring <laughs> up pebbles, man. Stop offering up Namora as just bait. <laughs> He's an asshole. <laughs> You're an asshole. Uh, I got a seventeen. Nine. Five.
0: 22. Jet, you're first. Uh, Well, I'm going to stand up from being flipped over. (laughs) (laughs) God damn it. All right, here we go. I'll run over as far as I can towards it. So 30. And on my way, as I run by Xander, I'm just going to give him a little bit of a, a love tap in the back of the head. I'm not within range to do anything, am I?
3: This thing's about
0: 20 more feet from you. I will cast Shield of Faith on myself. What does it look like in this moment? A bunch of shivery, flat-looking pictures of pebbles all around me.
3: Jet, that is this panther's turn. You can see it swings its tail around and throws what looks like a very small bomb. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Okay. (laughs) It hits the ground next to you, and it has not gone off yet, and then goes invisible.
0: <gasps> oh, okay.
4: Shit, that ain't good. Xander, you're up. Mm, yeah, no, I don't, I guess I don't, you know, I, can't, I don't, I guess. <laughs> um, I don't know what to do if I can't see the enemy. I will summon aberration.
3: Okay, which one are you doing?
4: I think I'm going to do a slide Oh my slide I'm just gonna summon him over here and I guess that is my turn cause like he's not gonna do anything I guess that'll be my turn and when he sees it he'll start swinging
3: Blueberry you're up Sebastian you're on deck
1: uh, I'm going to at least kind of partially try to match this creature in theme and I'm going to uh, collapse onto the floor and all fours and transform into a white saber-toothed tiger.
0: <laughs> Ooh, Heck yeah.
1: And then I'm gonna run 40 feet. Yeah, and I'm gonna hold a claw attack for if if this thing shows up within range of me.
2: Sebastian, you're up. Okay, I was ducked behind that wall. I'm going to pull Daisy around real quick and give Jet a little bardic inspiration. I have a song. Um, It's been a while since I've done it. It's been a while. It's been a while. (laughs) I pulled Daisy around. I'm trying to tune her a little bit, and then I go into... Now, this is a story all about how my jet's going to flip you upside down. Now, it'll only take a minute. Just sit right there while he bends your limbs and turns you into
4: a lawn chair.
1: A lawn chair? (laughs) All right.
0: I accept that. (laughs) Soft
4: claps, golf claps, you know.
2: And then I think I'm going to swing Daisy around, pull the crossbow out, and kind of perch onto the half wall and just hold a crossbow attack for the next time I happen to see the creature itself. And we are back to the top with Jet. At the start of your turn,
3: I need a dexterity saving throw. Fuck. As this mine in front of you
0: does indeed. It's a nat one. God. So five altogether. That's 20
3: fire damage as this explodes. God damn it.
0: (sighs) Okay, um, what do I do? I will. So did I get to see where the thing disappeared at? It disappeared
3: right where Xander summoned his aberration.
4: But it could have moved. Okay.
0: All right. I am going to move south 15 feet. You hit something on your way. You immediately walk into it. As I hit it, I'm immediately going to take my hammer and swing down. Give me an attack roll with disadvantage. Disadvantage, yep. Uh Well, that's a two, so that would only be that's what's... That's not going to hit with your bonuses. Yeah. <laughs> so your first swing misses. And then, again, we'll go at it. Thank you, please. 18. 18
3: does hit. You connect with this thing. It does come out of invisibility, so while he's rolling damage, Sebastian and Aberration,
0: held actions, please. That'll be five damage. We will cast... um. Divine Smite, please. What level are you casting that? First level. And Sebastian, what'd you get for your crossbow?
2: 25.
3: Very much hits. How much damage did you do?
2: 10 piercing.
0: Extra 13
4: damage. Radiant damage. Nice.
3: What about the uh, aberration?
4: Unless it can move towards it to attack, I can't do anything.
3: You summoned it and then it didn't use any movement, right? correct then
4: i'll allow you to keep the movement okay then it goes for two claw attacks the first one definitely does not hit so the second one a nat 20 let's go boy roll that extra damage so that's 2d10 plus 7 22 damage that was a lot chat is going to attack you no
3: Ooh, the first one's actually going to miss. That's only a 16. Yeah, the other misses. one is a 21, though. That's only 10 piercing damage. Only?
0: Okay.
4: Xander, it's your turn. All right. So now that I can see this thing, uh, okay, so I don't have any more spell slots. So I feel like necrotic damage isn't going to work on it. So I'm just going to Eldritch Blast it. Uh, 17 and 24. Both hit. Hell yeah. The first hit is 7 damage, and the second hit is 9 damage, 16 total. And then the aberration is going to come down and do another two attacks, 18 and 9. 18 hits. 16 damage.
3: Blueberry, you are up. Sebastian, you are on deck.
1: I, as the saber-toothed tiger, am going to turn around and run 15 feet south. And at first you're like, oh, what the hell, Blueberry, where are you going? And then I turn around and I run in a straight line 20 feet towards this thing, and I'm pouncing on it.
2: Sebastian definitely panics when you run at him instead of the cat creature. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that's only 13.
3: No, it's not going to do it. This thing is very dexterous. It's able to just dodge under you and around.
1: I land on the other side on the edge of the fountain. And just snarl.
2: Sebastian, you are up. I release the crossbow bolt and I kind of duck behind cover again. And I'm going to pull out the dragon bone tuning fork. We are going to cling against the wall behind me. Oh and tune Daisy to drop C. And I'm going to choose cold damage because Sebastian is from Ohio and it gets really cold there and his piece of shit car wouldn't start in the cold so he thinks if he uses cold on a machine it might be good.
4: Oh my god.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So now with my very cold crossbow I'll flip back around purge on the broken down crumbled wall and take another shot at him. 18? 18 hits. Nice. Nice five cold damage.
3: You can see that your crossbow bolt sticks in between two of these metallic joints. And you can see it looks like it's freezing up some of the metal, but it's easily able to just wag it off. Dang it. Oh, I thought that would work.
0: Jet, you are up. All right. Jet's pissed. We're going to keep going back after him. So I'll, I'll run up as close as I can to him. Just another five feet. And we'll just take another swing at him. And that's a 19 right there. 19 hits. 12 damage for that. And then again, we're taking another. And oh my God, I got 26. Throw a bomb at me, God damn it. <laughs> Seven damage. And as a bonus action, I will now knock him down on his ass. Okay. You
3: make athletics contested by the target's acrobatics or athletics so you roll athletics and i'm gonna roll a 31 oh (laughs) my god i guess that beats my nine you try but this thing is easily able to dodge around and as it dodges forward it comes right back up with its claws to slash at you that's gonna miss the first swipe misses the second swipe comes back around for a 23 to hit god man
2: Yeah, I'll use my reaction to cutting words that I saw the bolt didn't do anything. So I just peek out with Daisy and give a little strum and it vibrates his joints a little bit. It's only a two. (laughs) So it still hits.
0: Oh, my God.
2: (gasps)
3: You are going to take 11 more piercings.
0: Come on.
3: Sandra, you're up. You can see pieces are falling off of it. You can hear clanking. You can see some of the arcane sparks coming from it.
4: Arcane sparks, you say? I think it's time for an arcane pistol shot. So let's get it. That one. <laughs> for all damage. Why? 17 plus 3, 20. It's almost like you ignited this
3: arcane battery, and it starts moving even faster.
4: <gasps> you healed it. Oh, you just gave it twenty health. My bad, y'all. Uh, you know, good vibes to you, Jet. Uh, bonus action. I'll just <laughs> give him some good vibes. <laughs> and we gotta, we gotta give him four d six. Seventeen health to you, Jet. And then aberration will do his two hits. Come on, Slod. 13, and dirty 20. Dirty 20 hits. 11
3: damage. Ooh, big swipes across it. Blueberry, you are up. Sebastian, you are on deck.
1: I'm just gonna try to give it a swipe. Oh my God, I'm useless this fight. 11.
3: 11 doesn't hit.
1: I'm just gonna circle around to the other side of it. So I'm behind it, and the slot and jet are on the other side of it.
3: Sebastian.
2: I would like to use my action to cast Vicious Mockery on the cat. You do so, what do you say? I say, you're as sharp as a marble, aren't you?
3: <laughs> you say that, and it does not look phased at all.
2: God!
3: It not take psychic damage. <laughs> God. Oh, you have cold. No, you have cold active. Okay, wait, I actually do need to d- roll for this. Wisdom save a 15.
2: Ooh, that is a fail.
4: You gave it a brain freeze.
2: Oh my God. Seven brain freeze damage. and it has disadvantage on its next attack roll. Anything else, Sebastian? Uh no, no. That'll be it. That was a crazy noise you just made. Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> you moved your tongue real fast,
0: yeah. Jet, you are up. I wanna beat this thing into submission. Sixteen. Does not hit. Come on! Another one. Nineteen. Nineteen does hit. That's only uh five, but we are going to do Divine Smite again. First level. Six more. Okay, it's just gonna swing at you with two claws. 16 and an 18.
4: They miss. Xander, you're up. All right, well, I'm putting the gun away. And I'm gonna just normal finger blast it. 26 and a 13. 13 does not
3: hit. Go ahead roll your damage for your 26. 14.
4: Xander... It's yours. All right. So, even though the last shot went inside the tube, I'm shooting at the tube to make it go kabloom.
3: In it, do kabloom. You can see that this panther monster did indeed have more of these mines on it, and you set off a chain reaction on the inside. we are no longer in initiative thank god eyeball comes down it shoots a laser beam at the front door of the steel reserve and as it does so you can see that the front door starts opening on its own
2: I couldn't have done that earlier to help
1: can I see the golden bitch anywhere?
3: It's pointing the laser pointer at the door that has now been opened
4: to the steel reserve.
1: I'm just gonna plod along in that direction.
4: I will follow, and the aberration is coming up to meet me at the point.
1: He's very scary. He's like a big old stone toad person monster.
3: You guys are all kind of trotting Blueberry at the head towards the steel reserve. You can see that the main door has opened, and before you go in, you can kind of see it. it's like a fifteen foot hallway, and then there's another giant door that's big in metal. Think contamination chamber style. So it's like one door, a little bit of room, another door.
1: I'm gonna go. I still have my concentration up because I was never hit. So as long as it hasn't been an hour, still got passed without a trace.
3: hmm Awesome. Are you going in quietly? Yes.
1: Yeah. I have little Tobians beans now.
3: You can see that the eyeball is floating in with you. Guys all come into the steel reserve. There's not much room.
1: Oh God. <laughs> I take up the whole place. <laughs> <laughs> I'm squeezed up against you all. <laughs> ah,
2: Blueberry, come on, please.
0: <laughs> I mean, the
4: aberration's also there, so. Oh
0: my God. There's not a lot of, a lot of room in here. I'm going to jump on top of Blueberry's back. As you guys
4: enter this hallway, you can
3: see the eyeball... Stops pointing its laser pointer. Behind you, the other large door closes.
1: Nope. Now we're really claustrophobic.
3: And from this door going deeper into the steel reserve. Well, you're not going to kill me, are you?
4: What? Um, Not unless you try and kill us. And even then, probably not.
3: I, I would have not brought you here.
4: Oh, true, true. Are you controlling this?
3: As you say that, you can see the eyeball nods up and down. Where are you?
4: It's like a Wizard of Oz situation. All right. Let's get a peek behind the curtain.
3: You're here, and you're the first ones to ever make it all the way here to the reserve. Is this like your safe house?
2: In a way.
4: Are you stuck here?
2: Very much so. Okay. Well, there's nothing outside now. There's stuff all over the city. Oh, yeah, we did see all that coming in.
4: Well, okay, so no, our plan is not to come here and kill you. That's that's not even at the forefront of our minds. Uh, we're just looking for information that we thought maybe we could find in, like, the history of this city.
3: Give me persuasion or deception, whichever one you think fits better.
4: Oh, that's a bummer because persuasion is what I would want because that's one that makes sense, mm-hmm. but deception's the one that I want, because it's a higher roll. Mm-hmm. 15.
2: Well,
3: the doors swing out, so I hope you have room in there.
4: Oh, no. I'm gonna get on the aberrations back. Luke, can you, can you like, stand up? <clears throat> stand up a little
0: bit so we can get this open?
1: Mm-mm, stand up against the wall, reaching to the ceiling.
2: Uh, oh, god, I don't want to fall off. As she reaches up the wall... Sebastian goes, oh, big stretch.
3: (laughs) (laughs) You guys have to push back as these doors do indeed swing into the hallway. And you open up into what used to be a bank. Oh. You see an older gnome. He is currently about five feet tall. Whoa. Because he's walking around on two foot stilts. Whoa. On the bottom of each of his feet. Look at him go. He has a singular mechanical eyeball. It looks very similar as the floating eyeball that is near you right now. Okay. Ooh. He has a long musket-like blunderbuss that has gears that continually move. He has long wavy gray hair that is just shaved on the right side. This used to be a bank. There is the vault door just behind him. He has set up tables there's a bunch of dirty cogs and stuff all over the ground. He's pushed all
0: of the tables and chairs that used to be here off to a corner. I'll jump off of Blueberry's back. Take a couple steps forward. I I gotta thank you for helping us this far, at least. We, we had one mishap, a little bit of uh, this guy's fault back there, but honestly, you, you helped a lot. Excuse you,
4: you're the one that was noisy. And you're the one that brought up the dog. Yeah, well, you brought up my friend. I'll still fight you.
3: You are lucky. That creature out there is one of the most powerful.
4: Whoa. Are there a lot of those? Hard to count numbers.
3: Such a vast city. What's your name?
0: I'm Jet. This dog here is Blueberry.
1: <sighs> Growl because I'm not a dog.
0: Saber-tooth tiger. We have Sebastian. Hi. And this little shit flying around. I'm
4: Xander. He didn't. He didn't introduce me, but I'm Xander. <laughs> nice to meet you. Yeah, you too, boss. My name is Poutix P. Grimoire.
3: <clears throat> oh, hey, we know oh, about you. Oh shit!
4: I just I just read your literature. Did
0: you live at a farm down the road? Do I look like a farmer?
4: Gestures to the different cogs and stuff around. Does he look kind of funny because he's standing on stilts but still has tiny arms? He does. <laughs> <laughs>
3: So you want to learn about
4: Brendarium? No.
3: I
1: nod.
4: Yes. (laughs) Uh, Yes and no. Uh, So we thought that this place might have some sort of history that we could look at. We're looking for info on Arcanum uh, slash Magistrate, depending on how old you are. You see he grabs a book. Well, I can't just give this to you. We could just leave you here. Why are you here?
3: I left with the rest of them during the Exodus. And I... I didn't like it.
0: The Exodus?
3: When the rest of the gnomes left Berndari. And I decided that I didn't want my creations just here rotting away. But when I got back,
2: they were still working. So they, like, gained consciousness? Well, they always had a form of conscious... What is it exactly that they run off of? Silurium.
3: I will give you this information. He holds the book up. And I can lead you to more magistrate information. I did not need it when I found it, so I only took what I needed, and he lifts up the book. But you have to get me there. Done. Done deal. Which is perfect, because that's where I very much need to go.
0: Where, Where is it that we have to go? Is it close by? The fire pit. Uh, excuse me? That sounds safe. Sounds fun. This doesn't sound safe. No, no. It
3: is a factory. On Forged Row. It was known as the fire pit. It was a communal forge. Oh, we saw a sign for that. Here's the problem with what is happening. So, very basics... The Forged have learned how to evolve. They know how to self-replicate and forge themselves new members whenever they need to of the various species of Forged. Forged Row has hundreds of facilities for making them, and they take them over and use them. The problem is, they can upgrade themselves. Evolution takes millions of years for humanoids like us. We've changed over time so much. But for them... They just get to choose when they evolve. So if they see a need that isn't met, they can just make themselves better. We're seeing evolution at a rapid pace that can they just learn from their past generation's mistakes. And it takes days, if not weeks.
4: Hmm, That's kind of tight.
3: And that's a problem. Oh. This could intentionally overrun all of Fendrea.
4: Yikes. We already got involved with something like that. So we're, we'll, okay. We could probably help stop that. If that's what your goal is. Are we trying to start another revolution somehow? No, we're trying to stop one, bruh.
3: In no more than a few months, if this is left unchecked, they will gain more knowledge. They would definitely take over everything and get rid of all organic matter.
4: (laughs) Okay. Well, then.
0: Jesus. That's a lot to unpack. Yeah, we take care of this now or the entire world goes by.
3: But there was a limited amount of silerium initially. They were able to make it grow out of the ground so now they always have a food source there are some that don't even eat the gems they prefer prey like that animal you just saw
4: wait oh no i saw nature happening that's oh no why is
3: that any more oh no
1: than what you thought before
4: well i'm okay with robots killing each other because they're just robots but if it's like actually eating it like damn that's that's scary that's like a real thing. That thing is eaten to live, which, well, now I'm confused about my own morals. I guess. Why am I upset? Do you have any candy or anything? I'm. I got a hankering. <laughs> Are you nervous eating again, Xander?
1: I'll nudge your bag with my nose. Oh yeah, you you have those
4: gummy bears from the school. Oh. Uh, I'll pull out the candy. You want some? <laughs> Here, I I got a few. I'll eat one to show they're not poisonous. Roll me a d8. Oh, oh no. Eight.
2: Ooh, you got a clear one. You, have the worst ones. Hell, f- f- fuck
4: you? Sorry, <laughs> sorry.
2: <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs>
3: that, that was vile. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um,
4: those are my favorite.
3: <laughs> It is pineapple flavored. Hell yeah. And for one hour, you have a plus three to insight checks, as well as you can use the mending cantrip once.
4: Whoa. Ooh, that's dope. Anyway, can we rest up a little bit before we go? I only have one bed. We don't need a bed. We just need to like sit down for like an hour. Then yes. Is he telling the truth about any all of this? Like, does he seem like a trustworthy fellow?
3: Roll me insight. With a plus three.
4: What is my insight? What is my insight? It makes it a 23. Damn. Xander, he's holding back.
3: And when he was just talking to you initially, he was pretty quick on his feet. And then once you start asking him questions and he starts explaining things, he thinks and hesitates.
4: Um, I'm going to nudge Sebastian. Yo, I don't think he's telling us everything. I'm gonna try a little bit of something, but you just keep like, you know what you do. You do your thing. Um and I don't so, know what
2: them Oh god, okay, uh t- uh
4: so tell me, Mr Smallpox Pox, my boy, how'd you get stuck down here? Is everything was it just that thing out there?
3: Oh no, it was not just that. There's been many a time where I have had to run for my life. When I got here, they were not all very advanced at all, in many cases. I set up in the bank, as it is a safe place. I made it my workshop. There's big metal doors that can only be controlled from the inside. There's only one way in or out.
4: It's a safe place, huh? Huh? Wow. Because <laughs> of the safe on the wall. Cool. So yeah, we we're thinking we we can we can def help out. We just wanna we wanna chill, relax, get a little bit of our stamina back, and then we can head out. Is there anything we need to know? That's like. Any secrets?
3: Detect thoughts! We should just head to the fire pit. My plan is to be able to control all of the forged again so we can shut them off. I have a way of creating something that should be able to take control of all of the forged again. I don't know if you've seen these little bugs around.
2: They have inhabited all of the forge. If we can control them, we can control everything. Control the bugs, control the masses. And Sebastian, that's what his thoughts
0: are about controlling the masses by controlling the bugs. So hold on. Say we succeed in this, and we get control of all the robots. What then? If we shut them all down,
3: we could create a place to either store them or destroy them. Or we could create a giant forge to guard Berdarium so that those with ill will will never be able to control the Forge that are here.
0: How can we trust that you're not just going to take full control of them and then try to take over the rest of the world?
3: I'm telling you this so that we can stop it. I think that's a very good indication that I do not want the world to just be destroyed. Zone of truth. What kind of saving throw is that? Charisma. He fails. (gasps) So you're not going to kill me. You're just going to torture me to tell me everything. You want to know my secrets? All of them. He takes a deep breath. He's been holding that musket this whole time. He puts it down. Puts his hands on a table. I did
0: it. It was
3: an accident, but I did it. Did what? When I when I got back to Birdarium, all of the Forged were just here. Gathering dust, doing nothing. My beautiful creations that had blessed this place with progress. Just sitting there. And now that I was here, I wasn't held back by politics. I went to upgrading. So you see, the magistrate, who you are interested in looking into, right before the exodus, they were able to override some of our forged... There was a rogue magistrate agent here that took control of Forged and attacked an infirmary. I can't have something like that happening again, so I wanted to protect against it. I created small mechanical Forged, about the size of bugs. They had self-replicating capabilities, and they knew to seek out all of the Forged. And I upgraded a few Forged with these brass cylinders. And you can see he pulls out one of the brass cylinders they were going to run on a new power source that I created. Silerium. That's why I held up in this back. He points to the vault. I keep the pure silerium in the vault so that no one else can get to it. I did not want anyone to be able to control these things anymore. And if you controlled their fuel source, you controlled them. Problem was, the bugs were far too intelligent. They started coexisting with the machines, and they were able to upgrade them themselves. To the point where the machines were able to develop free will, as the bugs' knowledge got into them, they learned to self-replicate. And I thought they would all burn out. I thought if I kept the silerium in here, we would not have to worry about it. They learned how to imbue crystals. He points to some crystals he has on a table. I've been trying to figure out how they did it. I can't figure it out. I've been trying to figure out a way to destroy it. They have an infinite fuel source. They can self-replicate as much as they would like. I just do not want them to completely destroy all of Andrea. I need to stop the evolution that they are causing. They're doing this themselves. They can't just rapidly evolve to become these monstrous things that can just destroy
0: humanity. So you're telling me that because of your own greed, trying to take control of all of these robots... It was not greed. I was not trying to control them. I was trying to give them life. Why?
3: What What purpose would that solve? So my life's work.
0: An empty city filled with my children. But now because of this, you could be killing off all life on this world. Or you could help me stop it. Well, now we have to. We have no other choice.
3: You see why I wanted to keep this a secret.
0: You understand, right? What if we never came here? What What if we never came and what if we never found you? What would have happened then? Then a mistake would have caused Vendrea
3: to be eradicated. Will you help so that I can help you with your quest to find knowledge about the magistrate?
0: Well, at this point, there's no other choice. We have to.
4: I'm always down for a good redemption arc. And he tosses the book to you. Ooh, snatched! I'm gonna grab that.
3: Sander, grab that book, and you look at the title, and it says "Today's a Wrap." Oh, you Dang bitch! <laughs> what? Jets heated. Thank you so much. Uh, we love you. Goodbye. Good Goodbye. Bye.
2: Goodbye. Xander's soon-to-be-canon Alien One-Shot is right around the corner and is exclusive to our cast and crew over on our Patreon. Join us in achieving our very first Patreon stretch goal with under 10 patrons to go and support the show, all while snagging some awesome exclusive bonus goodies along the way. Head on over to patreon.com castparty to become an official part of our cast and crew. You'll receive access to hours upon hours of exclusive bonus content, like the After Party, where Nigel just DM'd his very first one-shot live for you all. His first ever time DMing, and you can see it right now. You'll also get access to our community Discord, where we host live listening parties and community-run games, as well as entry into our merch giveaway that we do for every Cast Party episode. Speaking of, this episode's merch giveaway winner is... Cat T, congrats! We just got in our Matthias's University of Modern Magic College Crest crew necks, and good lord, they are my favorite merch item we've ever made. You need to check them out over at cast-party.myshopify.com Thank you all so much again for listening. See ya!
0: I'm being a naughty. Ooh, what'd you get? I got Lego my eagle pop tart. Yo, what? <laughs> That's a thing. Yeah. Oh fuck! You <laughs> get spooked.
4: You're
2: eating that? And I'm about to make dinner. Good job, Heather.
3: Did Heather just like hide in his room or something oh, yeah, when I was definitely, gone?
2: Definitely gave him a spook.
0: <laughs> I- <laughs> I'm about to make dinner well, I just needed a snack.
2: So many cool people worked on these mushroom gardeners. Lord Asselberg was the ideas guy. It looks like he came up with everything they would be able to do. Isu Week was project manager and was the one coordinating everyone to get it done in just three weeks. Dang. Jeff the Milkman was all about the design, though he had some weird ideas, I guess. It says right here that he really wanted them to have seven fingers. Why do you need seven fingers? Dubward was the one to design the facial features. These weren't really important to the structure of the robots, I guess, just to make sure people could look at them all day without getting too spooked. New York was adamant about including Bluetooth into these things. They have Bluetooth here? But wasn't able to get enough blue teeth. Oh, for all the gardeners. Lady Lorax was the abdomen specialist. What the heck is that? No idea what that means. Sainty Love was the one to propose that they were able to make other kinds of mushrooms. I I don't know what other mushrooms are, but uh, I'll just ask Xander when I'm done with this book. Eric Five wanted them to float. He just thought floating was cool. Agreed. Ebab Flow was the communications expert. He would talk with the Forge to see how they were feeling each day. He was the only one who could speak with them. Interesting. War Torn Knight wanted the Forge to be gardening maids. So, gardeners during the day, but maids at night. Okay, multi purpose, I guess. Sean De Jesus quickly shut that down with his March on the Steel Reserve for his Forged Rights Movement. That was apparently a big deal. People even died fighting for the Forged to have the right to free time? Good for them. Ash was adamant that Forged would bring in even more economy by being consumers if they would be paid. Jesky Fire even started building a mall specifically for the Forged. It was going to be run by Lexi, and it was going to have go-karts, a bowling alley, a mirror maze. This stuff is so cool! Oh, but then the whole Exodus thing happened. Man, that's a shame.